Real quick, my friends, if you want to make more money with less marketing of your books, then go to my website, zbooks.co, and download my free niche finder tool at the top of the page. It's called Free Niche Finder Tool. And when you download that tool, you're going to get a bunch of emails from me that show you exactly what to do and video tutorials, and you're going to make more money by optimizing your books. I've helped a lot of people with this tool already. So go to zbooks.co and get the free niche finder tool. All right, back to that podcast. Everybody, whether you're the president of a company or the paperboy, everybody has the exact same amount of time. You and I both have 24 hours a day. No more, no less. The question is, what do you do with your time? Welcome to ZBooks Successful Authors Podcast. And today I have with me a fellow Californian, a crime and mystery author. So let's get down to the nitty gritty and coffee and crime in California with Anita Rogers. Hi, Anita. How you doing? Hi, Eric. I'm doing great. How are you? Not bad. We are having a heat wave in Germany, but I'm sure that doesn't compare to California in July. Well, <laughs> it is pretty hot out here. Wow. I don't know how Germany usually is, but yeah, July is pretty much mean summer. And you're broiling territory. in the valley? Broiling in the valley, yeah. <laughs> yeah, regular T-bone out here. I remember that those days well when I used to live in Orange County. So, uh, yeah, yeah I, I'm enjoying the heat here in Germany, to say the least. <laughs> so, tell oh, me about your... Okay. I'm sorry, I interrupted you. No, not, no worries. Okay. Yeah, tell us about your book, Coffee and Crime. It's a murder mystery. Who knew that buying a diner could be murder? <laughs> it's uh, it's a, uh, what you would classify as a cozy, I guess, although there's a little bit of cussing in there, which I guess is supposed to be against the rules. Hmm. Uh, but it all centers around um, a character named Scotty Fitzgerald who grew up in the foster system in California, and she's got one good friend, and her name is Zelda, and they're kind of inseparable. They're roommates. They work together, blah, blah. <laughs> and for years, she's been working in this kind of um, hole-in-the-wall diner, and she's been saving, and she's about to buy this diner, and her business partner dies suddenly. Mm -hmm. So now she can't buy the diner because she's several thousands of dollars short. Mm -hmm. So this is the inciting incident that sets her off now on like I do. Yeah, you mentioned inciting incidents. So uh, tell us about yeah. your process. Did you outline? Are you an outliner? Uh, I'm not an outliner, but I'm also not a panster. I'm uh -huh. kind of somewhere in between. Okay. Uh, stories for me always start with character. I get a character in my head. They start talking to me. Mm -hmm. I'll make notes, you know, and it's just kind of is this process. Hmm. And uh, it's, you know, then I'll start thinking about, you know, what kind of storyline and et cetera, et cetera. So I'm, I make notes. I guess that would be considered an, a loose outline. I'm not like a lot of authors right. who outline every single scene and they know exactly what's going to happen in each right. scene. Um, I basically start writing when I know how it's going to end. And how long have you been writing? Probably since I could hold a pencil. I mean, it's something <laughs> I've just always done. Uh, so you see you're and, like an advanced yeah. writer. You can, you can get away well, with not outlining, huh? <laughs> I don't know if that's the case, but, you yeah. know, it's just something that's always yeah. been part of my DNA, I guess. There's yeah. a very good interview with Brad Meltzer and James Altucher. Are you familiar with Brad Meltzer? Uh, I don't know him, but I do know the name. Yeah, he's like a 90-time New York Times bestselling author. And he said, you wow. know, I will not write a character until I know all about him and I know his why. And, and what he wants in mm -hmm. life. And so he starts with yeah. the characters, I guess, kind of like you 
And uh, so he's got, you know, another bestseller out there. I think it's called Nola's, Nola Runs or Nola's Game. I forgot. Uh, very awesome. good. I'll have to put it, I'll have to send you a link to it. But, um, but I'm, yeah, I'm more interested too. in your process. Now, I also was reading okay. your bio and your website and you are a professional copywriter. Yes, I make my living as a copywriter. Wow, copywriter that... by day, author by night, right? Cool. So I'm, yeah. I'm, I suppose that helps you. Uh, it has its blessings and its drawbacks. You know, oh, it's what would the drawbacks parts be? Of the brain. Yeah. It's different parts of the brain that you're using in copywriting than in fiction. Fiction is uh, a different kind of create. Copywriting has... It's stricter. There are more rules, mm -hmm. and you're not necessarily writing something that you want to write about. Mm -hmm. You know, of your own creation, you're writing essentially words that will persuade others to uh, try some service or product. Uh, it's particularly, it's basically sales copy. Yes. So uh, it is different, and it's a more. Um, mm -hmm. It's like corporate versus mom and pop, I guess. So, um, know, in, the, in the brain cell area. <laughs> do you have a, a favorite formula? For example, the you know PAS and then the AIDA. Uh, what was that? Attention, interest, uh, and then what was it? PAS. What was that? Problem, agitation, solution. Are you have like formulas like oh, that? I know what you're talking about. No, I don't use formula formulas. I. Uh, I, I am a bit unusual as a copywriter. I'm not one of those. <laughs> okay. How long have uh, you been I, copywriting? I have my fiction skills, let's put it that way. Okay. Uh, yeah. uh, probably, oh, 10 years or more. Nice, nice. I was yeah. reading Oscar Wilde. And, you know, mm -hmm. I, when I was reading him, I recognized this formula, PAS, Problem Agitation Solution. And I said, oh, man. He's probably the one that they all looked at and took it from him because he was like, what, 150 years ago or more? And when you read Possibly. some of his, yeah, when you read some of his children's books, you're like, oh my God, that is the PAS formula straight out of the box. And it's amazing. Uh, I just like Oscar Wilde anyway, you know? <laughs> yes, he was quite a character, but I would, I would venture to say that the godfather of copywriting is Eugene Schwartz. Uh -huh. He wrote a, an enormous tune called Unadvertising, which What was I've it read. called? Sorry? Unadvertising. Uh, okay. Eugene Schwartz. And, I think uh, I've heard of I him. I can actually, yeah, I can send you, I'll send you an email with the, yeah. I think uh, I always get the name a little bit wrong. In fact, maybe. it's such so rare Mm -hmm. That if you were to go to Amazon and try and buy a copy, I think it's like it might even be thousands of dollars. I know it's several <laughs> hundred. Yeah, it's a very, very sought after book, and people have old copies that they have hung on to literally wow. for decades. So, it, it sounds um, familiar. Yeah, there's also this yeah. guy called Charles Schwab, but um, I, I'm mixing yeah. things up now. Um, Eugene Schwab, Schwartz. Yeah. Okay. Eugene Schwartz, yeah. I'll send you the, I'll send you the 411 on him okay. if you uh, are interested. Definitely, in definitely. Way. He's a very fascinating guy. This guy, if you want to be a copywriter, you need to get your hands on his book and read okay. it. Because every, every copywriting book or instructor course or advice all mm -hmm. comes from this volume, I promise uh, you. It what do you think about... Yeah, go ahead. yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, it's all right. Uh, what do you, have, have you heard right. of Gary Halber? The, Maybe. <laughs> the Gary Halber letters. Yeah, he's another one of those big copywriting guys that is uh, yeah. pretty, pretty big, a big gun. But um, he's got some free stuff online. And uh, mm -hmm. uh, it's, it's a really great... Uh, free resource. Uh, I recommend that too. So I was looking at your book's description and that's mm -hmm. when I said, hmm, man, she's got a pretty good description. And then I went to your website and said, aha, she, was, she is a copywriter. But even well, though you. I saw something that I maybe would suggest could be improved, maybe you could try it. Okay. 
because sure. um, today, in today's world, um, uh, everybody's attention spans are going down because of internet. And uh, uh, every time I hear it, it's, it's like going down from 10 seconds. Now the new number is eight seconds. I'm sure it'll be five seconds tomorrow. But um, so one thing I saw was that uh, um, there's this one part that you could make it stand out, except mm -hmm. perhaps murder. And mm -hmm. I think, my opinion is it should be taken out of the paragraph and just made to stand out like it's a single line, you know? Okay. Or, you know, just uh, break up the paragraphs a little bit more for my, mm -hmm. my taste. Because I, okay, this is my opinion. I like to have a really strong hook. And I think right. you could maybe improve your hook I mean, nothing else. I mean, everything, I, I, I saw it, aha, you're a copywriter, ha, you know. But I think you could make your hooks stand out better, you know. Yeah, okay. And um, I always talk about uh, Brian Cohen's book, Sizzling Synopsis. Yeah, I've done some of his webinars, mm -hmm. and I have gone to his site. Ah, yeah, he's, but if you want to kill two book, birds in one stone. I can't find it. Oh, you, you can't find it? I buy so many books. I, you know. <laughs> yeah. But if you want to kill two birds in one stone, I was going to say Brian Meeks um, mastering Amazon ads. He goes a lot into the copywriting too. As a matter of fact, he says that is like the, one of the most important parts. You can double your sales by getting the copyright in that Amazon description. So, right. Yeah. yeah. And, and then you get a book with about Amazon ads too. So, so Brian Meek's awesome. book is also very good. And yeah, so I mean, I would, I would do that. If that was my description, I would just make the one hook stand out more. You know? I think it's a good suggestion. I had, I knew that it's funny because that, it's funny you would bring that up because that hook, I had it in so many different places in that description. I kept moving <laughs> it around going, okay, yeah. wait, let me see. So, uh, yeah, that's a good one. I think I'll, uh, I'll okay. make that change. Yeah. I like that. Well, if yeah. you want to spend some money, you could A-B test it with Facebook ads. I don't know if you've tried Facebook or Amazon ads. Have, have you dabbled in that yet? I haven't done any paid ads. I'm, mm -hmm. you know, the, the mm -hmm. standard starving artist. Uh, <laughs> I just haven't had the budget. When mm. I, I made so many mistakes the first time out with the self-publishing. Uh -huh. I spent so much money and oh. all the budget Tell I us had, about it. I kind of threw into it. And I didn't do it in a smart way. I wow. spent a lot of money on having the ebooks formatted and oh. and uh, on covers I didn't end up using. And uh, mm. just on and on and on and on and on. It's sort of like I should probably write a book, you know. How yeah. to make every mistake in the book. <laughs> so, what was your first uh, your first ebook mistakes or book mistakes? Just, just not. I think being fearful uh -huh. uh, was most of it. I did a lot of reading. I did, I read a lot of blogs. I, in fact, I chose arbitrarily a successful indie author, and I literally read his blog from blog one to the final blog <laughs> because I wanted to to see the evolution, you know, mm -hmm. and kind of try and uh, absorb it into myself, I guess. And who was that? Way of putting it. Uh, Hugh Howie. Ah, uh, yeah, Hugh Howie, of course, of course. I got yeah, one, one of I his books Every single two. blog the guy wrote up to the point that I published um, and it helped me a lot. It, it actually took a lot of the fear away, but oh, yeah. you know, it, it was one of those things where you, when you don't, you just don't know until you actually get in there and start doing it. Mm -hmm. And I have friends now who are, you know, a friend, actually a good friend recently published her first book, though she had done a freebie and she's done a lot of groundwork and, on a big social platform and everything, but she was a nervous wreck. And I was happy. She was a nervous wreck, ah, but yeah, I was happy yeah. to be there for her and say, look, it's okay. It's really, yeah. honestly. So how what did you you're going through? Everybody yeah. goes through what you're feeling. Everybody feels, you know, it's that nervousness and the, you mm -hmm. know, you think 
the whole world is watching and it, it really isn't. <laughs> yeah. So how did you, you know, overcome your so, fears? Just uh, practice, I guess, just reading more, just learning more. Um, and also I, I think my brain just got sodden with all the marketing <laughs> advice. You know, do this, don't do that. Don't do that. Do yeah. this. And a lot of times it's very contrary to each other. It's like, well, what's the right thing? And I've tried things, you know, some things work, some didn't. Hmm. Um, a lot of the, the self-publishing industry moves so fast that even yeah. advice that worked gangbusters a year ago yeah. won't work now. Oh, tell now. me about it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it yeah. just moves so quick, you know, and if somebody finds something that works and everybody jumps on that bandwagon yep. and, and then the impact of whatever that strategy is just yep. dissipates. Yep. It's almost like multi-level marketing, right? The guys <laughs> yep. in the, at the entry make all the dough. Yeah. <laughs> Yep. And then as the pyramid gets, you know, wider and wider at the bottom, there's less and less of that. Yep. So I'm still a big I, fan. Yeah. I, I decided that, you know, and I'm a copywriter. So I decided that probably going with more tried and true uh, marketing uh, techniques was right. a smarter way to go, which would yeah. be like email marketing and um, yep. making personal connections and, uh, so I got rid of a lot of the stuff that was driving me nuts and have been trying to concentrate on a few things that mm -hmm. seem to work for me. Yeah, they, you just mentioned like the big three, email marketing, word of mouth, like like actually talking to people. I mean, sure. I think that's the number one, right? Get, you know, if, sell, if you can sell it. The number one, yeah, referral. Yeah, word yeah. of mouth. Yeah, and email marketing. So you're doing that. And what else? Uh, it's just social media. I, you know, I, uh, there are so many social media platforms too, but mm -hmm. I found the one that, that I seem to be able to do well on. Mm -hmm. uh, and I am exploring LinkedIn, which is yeah. something, you know, it's kind of surprising me actually. Yeah. Um, some, some little preliminary sticking my toe in the water stuff. Mm -hmm. um, so that might actually be a good area of social media to work and uh, you don't see a lot of writers there the way you do on twitter like mm -hmm. twitter's like that big bowling alley where everybody's yeah. yelling at the same time yeah you could you right, said it and you can't hear yourself think <laughs> yeah yeah twitter's just uh yeah a shouting contest it's pretty crazy i, yeah. I don't know it can I'm, be fun but yeah i just yeah. got off so of facebook mostly yeah. me. anyway I just got off a podcast with Tyler Wagner and uh, he's a LinkedIn mm -hmm. specialist and maybe you could listen to yeah, that. I saw or, that. Yeah. Yeah. He swears by LinkedIn. And so he's, he's got three, he's got LinkedIn, Instagram, and uh, I think Facebook and uh, cutting it down to three and, you know, yeah. So, um, I, but one I think thing. That's smart. Yeah. 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 The, well, see, I spread myself way too thin. So I can, I totally, that totally resonates with, with me what you just said, because um, I'm finding out more and more and more and more uh, with my children's book and my genre that the best way to sell more books is to make more books, more different books, and just add more books yeah. to your product palette. Uh, because, you know, you can't just use the standard stuff with children's books. Like, hey, get this lead magnet for an email. You know, kids don't even have email, you know. So. <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah. But, but you one can thing do cute I, bookmarks and, yeah. um, you know, cool graphic games for them or something. Yeah. But one thing I still recommend, even though it's trendy, but um, is Amazon ads. Because it's super easy yeah. way to learn pay-per-click advertising because they're so forgiving. They're so, they move so slow. So for like with Facebook mm -hmm. ads, if you put like a $100 budget, man, they'll blow it in a matter of minutes in Facebook. Yeah. And, but Amazon won't do that to you. Amazon, you I mean, you can put $100. I, one time I did a test, I made a $1,000 budget and they still wouldn't, they, they wouldn't use it. And so you can really, it, it's such a slow moving beast. You can really learn at your pace and not waste money. And then you have time to turn them off. 
uh, because it, they're so slow. Uh, so I really recommend them for beginners. And uh, yeah, like last year, like like you said, you know, there's a new technique out, and then you get in, and then everybody jumps on it. But so I got in maybe a little early. And I shot a couple of my books up to number one in category, like in psychoanalysis, which isn't a big category, but it isn't a small one either. Right. And it isn't a little tiny one either. But um, yeah, so they worked like gangbusters. And now, of mm -hmm. course, you get what's called audience exhaustion. And so you got to go searching elsewhere, you know, and so. Right, right. Yeah, so anyway. Uh, I am considering, uh, you know, when I have the budget to do paid ads, Amazon ads were mm -hmm. the thing I was leaning toward. Facebook, mm -hmm. about Facebook ads, aside from the fact that, you know, it's kind of, I always, like, hide them. Whenever they, yeah. you know, sponsored posts and boost mm -hmm. posts, I always hide them. And I thought, well, if I hide them, I'm not going <laughs> to... <laughs> I'm not going to pay to run yeah. them because people yeah. are going to do the same thing, you know, whereas on Amazon, you can't hide an ad. I mean, it's yeah. going to be there. And they yeah. they are the king. I mean, love them or hate them, they are yeah. the king at merchandising, let's face it. Yeah. Um, so, and also Dave Chesson, you know, is yeah. I'm doing a course of his very slowly on oh, yeah. those ads. Oh, ah, yeah. and got, he's got a his free course, I huh? take him. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I got his free course, and I was one of the betas on Kindle Rocket. Nice, nice. So I have that as KDP well. Rocket. KDP uh, Rocket. Did he change change it to KDP? I thought it was originally yes, Kindle yes, Rocket. yes. It's called. Oh, KDP we had to change Rocket. it because of the copyright thing, right? You yeah. Actually, say yeah. Kindle. <laughs> yeah, and by the way, right below the Tyler Wagner podcast on my blog is a post uh, with KDP Rocket. I shot a book up to number one again, but it was a free book in the free section. So it, it wasn't that big of a deal, but uh, still, I mean, KDP Rocket got me a number one badge again. So it was really cool. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. Now you made me forget cool. what I was going to say. <laughs> uh, we were talking about promotion and Amazon ads. ads. Ah, yeah. I, I remember. I, you know, before Dave made Dave Chesson made his free course, I also made mm -hmm. a course, and um, mm -hmm. and I was helping a gentleman in in the UK in Britain, uh, a great guy called David Bird. He's one or two podcasts ago on my blog, ZBooks. And um, I was going to do his Amazon ads for him by remote control. And he had wow. such a hard time to get to get the, uh, um, what do you call it? In Amazon UK, it's not that easy to get an advertising account with them. You have to become a vendor. Oh, and all, account. You yeah, become a seller. Yeah. In VAT. And he said, it's just too hard. I'm not going to go for it. So I said, okay, try BookBub ads. They're also supposed yeah. to be... And, um, I'm just dabbling into that. But what I could offer you, though, is I could offer you my Amazon ads course for free. And then you can see. Awesome. Yeah, I'll, I'll get you a link for that. And then you can see how easy it is. And, and then you can um, critique it, too. But um, uh, the point is um, Amazon ads, I, I really swear by them, for, especially for beginners in advertising, paid advertising, because they're so okay. forgiving. Yeah. So I'll okay. send you a link to that and then see if it helps. And then, and then if you really, really, really need help, uh, we could try the remote control thing where I, I set up your ads by remote control. Wow. But, yeah. Um, that has a certain appeal. Believe me, it's, it, it's exhausting trying to do everything. Uh, well, because just you think about it. You can, you, too, yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we shall see. Just think about it and, and, and check out my free course there. And then uh, we'll, we'll see. I appreciate that. Yeah. So how about we get to the, the approved questions that we put on our sheet here? Let's see. Oh, okay. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> so who are Not your favorite writers? Uh, probably my most very favoritist writer uh, at least right now is Michael Conley. Michael Conley. So I'm not familiar with him. What did he write? He, uh, he, well, the books of his that I adore are the Harry Bosch books. Mm -hmm. uh, in fact, Amazon has been doing a series on, called Bosch, which are based on the books. Hmm. Um, Sounds familiar. The character is kind of 
dark and kind of curmudgeonly, and he actually kind of reminds me of my dad. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but I love him because he's he's just very true to himself, and he's true to his purpose in life, which is act, you know catching the bad guys. And his motto is "Everybody counts or nobody counts." Mm-hmm. Uh, and again, philosophy I can really get behind. Um, so I just, I really adore them. I really adore his book. And Conley is a damn good writer and he's, you know, he just consistently turns out, you know, A plus fiction, crime fiction. Mm -hmm. So what is it for you that makes a damned good writer? It's somebody who, (laughs) well, a lot of, obviously, a lot of it is taste, you know, Mm -hmm. I mean, you might like, you know, goofy cartoon stories and I would go hardly. Uh, and so there, obviously that plays a large part of it, but he, um, I like the way he handles prose. He, Mm -hmm. he does, he puts you in the setting. Mm -hmm. He's very good with that. His dialogue is really sharp. His characterizations are excellent. I mean, nobody blends into anybody else, Hmm. you know, interesting. You can read books where you kind of go, well, wait a minute, who is this guy? Because they're not, mm-hmm. they haven't been really brought enough, enough to life to kind of stand apart from some of the others. And he doesn't go cliche, which I like also, which is easy to do in crime fiction, you know, the uh-huh. standard yeah. loner, grumpy, yeah. you know, PI guy or, you know, whatever. Uh-huh. So he kind of, he stays away from the tropes. Okay. For the most part, although he's true to the conventions of the genre. So, yeah. And why did and you choose this genre? Style. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> yes, that's okay. Oh, because, um, I don't know, maybe it's my dad's fault. You know, <laughs> I first started reading paperbacks by stealing uh-huh. my dad's books. Yeah. And they were all Mickey Spillane and mm-hmm. John McDonald and uh, yeah. all those guys. Okay. You know? So. Um, I always like mystery and I've always been one of those, my mind, you know, I love crossword puzzles and puzzles and, you know, I've always loved mystery movies, anything that will, will challenge me to figure something out. All right. Right. And do yeah. you ever get writer's block? Not really. I mean, there are days where I was like, oh, I don't want to write, you know, and sometimes I do need to take a day off. Because mm-hmm. I'm just burned out. Okay. Uh, but a lot of times it's just kind of, you know, resistance. And I I don't know how to figure out a scene that I'm working on or, you know, there's something not happening right in the book. So I'll be like, mm-hmm. eh, I don't know, maybe this book just sucks. Um, but for the most part, no, not really. Okay. That's that's cool. Sorry. I mean, a lot of people do, but um, yeah. Yeah, a lot too. That's true. So um, how do you get reviews? I noticed you have a, a good amount of reviews on your books. Uh, I think pretty much the same as everybody. You know, you mm-hmm. give a lot of free books away and you pray that they'll do a review. You beg, you plead, <laughs> you, uh, you know, just try and promote in ways that don't, bug people, you know, but maybe you want to get them to read. Uh, also, I found, and I don't want people to misunderstand, I'm not talking about swapping reviews, but mm-hmm. I have found that uh, since I have self-published, I try really hard to always do a review mm-hmm. on whatever. Yeah. If I buy products on Amazon, I try to review it. If I read a book, I try to review it. Even if it's not on Amazon, I'll review it on Goodreads because I know the kind of energy and work that goes into something like that. And I know how hard it is to get reviews, you know. People, you know, plus reviewers are kind of under attack now. People are having (laughs) their reviews old and, you know, being accused of some sort of nepotism or I don't know. It's so crazy out there. Yeah, that even people who like to review are a little gun shy about it. Well, but you I know did that. Find one, uh, I had one tip. I did find one little site uh, 
that actually is wonderful. It's called Voracious Readers Only. Okay, I'm writing that down. Voracious Readers Only. And definitely check out their site. I never heard of them. I happened to read a blog post about them, and honestly, I can't even remember who wrote it. Shame on me. (laughs) But um, they're a great little site, very nice people. They have a thing where their membership, which is a few thousand. I don't think it's like BookBub or anything. Mm -hmm. Um, And they uh, will put in for books that they want to read, and they agree that they will, um, they're, they're willing to give you their name for your mailing list um, mm-hmm. for, the, for able to read the book for free. Cool. And then they have the option of doing reviews. Well, and the limit is 20 books. You mm-hmm. can only give away 20. It's not huge. Hmm. But of the 20 that I gave on one of my books, I ended up getting like, I think, seven reviews and eight ratings. Oh, which wow. Is Just percentage-wise, incredible. So just from that one website? Just from that one website. And it nice. was from my first book, which is called False Witness. It was a standalone mystery. Okay. I just wanted to get a little more action going on that book. And I thought, well, you know, I might as well try it. It was, you know, I've given away hundreds and hundreds of books. So <laughs> what's another 20? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And uh, it's, it's nice because you get to actually interact with uh, the people who ask for the book. They, they, they email you directly, um, and you get to have a little exchange with them, and it's a lot more personal, and I really liked it a lot. Um, they have free and paid options, and uh, when I have more budget, I definitely am going to. What do you mean more, more they have free and paid options? Well, the the thing I just described is a, a free thing that you can do. You just sign up, you mm-hmm. put in your book, your book is approved, mm-hmm. then you can do it. Cool. VoraciousReadersOnly.com. Uh, okay, you know? Yeah. Okay. Uh, I'm probably not explaining it real well. <laughs> That's okay. I'll check it out. But uh, if you check out their site, you'll see what I'm talking about. I, Excellent. I think, I think highly of that. So. Okay. Welcome to the middle of the podcast. You are listening to zbooks.co, Successful Authors Podcast. Remember to get all of your materials to start your authoring career, especially for beginners at zbooks.co. Thank you for listening, my friends, and let's get back to that podcast. Okay, that's a great tip. Thank you. Yeah, sure. I have a similar one. It's called uh, Kindle Book Review. They're one of those re, um, uh, promotion sites, too, you know, where um, uh, you, uh-huh. you pay and then they send the book to a big blast, like BookBub. But, and uh, they also have a list of reviewers. I haven't tried it yet, but I do know that their, um, their back-to-school special promotion is really good, and uh, I always yeah, do that. Really. And um, Sometimes they will also give you the list, the email list of the people that joined the contest. So you've got a list from two to 5,000 people and you're allowed wow, to email them. That's you're, nice. Yeah, you're allowed to email them. It's part of the contest. And, but you know, you have to be discreet and you, know, you, you have to follow the rules, of course. You can't spam them like crazy, you know. Of course. Uh, and um, so, and, but they, they have a similar thing like you just uh, described where they have a list of reviewers too where you can email them and send them your book. So I have not tried that yet, but um, I know yeah. Kindle Book Review works very well for the big uh, genres like romance, thrillers, mystery, and uh, yeah, those big ones. Yeah, awesome. I got, I'm making, taking notes here. Yeah. Did, um, did awesome. you use any of my ZBooks material? I have now. I want to because I read that question. I thought, oh my gosh, <laughs> I have. I know I have. But then it's like, well, what? You know, <laughs> there was a. I remember not long ago there was a template you did for the story grid, which I snatched up. Ah, yeah. Because that was totally awesome. Oh, thank um, you. But I'll tell you something. You know, I subscribe. I have subscribed probably literally to hundreds of writing sites and blah, 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 blah. Okay. And uh, most of them I have unsubscribed to, but I mm-hmm. have never unsubscribed from your list because I don't know. There's something about you. It's like, 
it's well, like thank you're you. my little my little buddy cheering me on or <laughs> you know and you always had these little tidbits and so it's like yes I have I take your advice I I read hmm. your post and I go oh yeah that's a good idea let me go check that out and oh. so yes but I'm sorry I can't be more specific than that no that's fine that's that excellent terrible? feedback thank you very much um you're, oh, you're not welcome. the first one who's used the story grid template. And um, uh, I, th I think that's what exactly what I started with was book templates. Cause when I started my blog or whatever, uh, I, I, I started by solving my own problem. There wasn't all this material back then in 2014, exactly. 2015. So I made my own templates and, and the cool thing was this, a couple of guys used them and they got number one, you know, so I could, Hey, you know, my, my my uh, authors use my templates to hit number one. You know, <laughs> that's yeah, a while ago. No. Yeah. Well, thank awesome. you though. That's great feedback. Um, and that helps me a lot because um, there's a lot of uh, what do you call it uh, opinions out there about how you should run a newsletter and what you should put in the newsletter. And some mm -hmm. people were telling me, you know, or I read it somewhere. Oh, you should just put a link to your blog and. And I think, no, no, I don't like that, you know, because, and I've got direct compliments before from people that said, thanks for putting everything in the email. I don't want another link to somebody's blog, you know? <laughs> yeah, no, I, I like the personal approach. I mean, not everybody does, I guess, but, you know, especially when you're doing so much on the internet, you have, for me, yeah. I want to feel like there's some kind of way to connect with that person. Right. You know, instead of somebody who's just sort of another voice that's talking at me. Yeah. Yeah. You talking know? at you. That's very oh. well said. Yeah. Yeah. But, and I don't, never felt you. that way about you. And I think I subscribed to your list like years ago. Oh, great. Well, thank you. Years ago. And I, you're, you're one of the keepers. Ah, so. <laughs> oh, man, man. Okay, I'm going to stop worth. there. Stop when you're ahead, right? Always stop when you're ahead. I guess. <laughs> yeah. So um, uh, you mentioned social platforms. What are yours of choice? Uh, essentially, I've concentrated mostly on Facebook. I, did, I do flirt with Twitter. Okay. But they changed it recently and it confused me and all of the friends yeah. I used to yuck it up with on Twitter seem to have hmm. gone to parts unknown or, you know, I just have too many people in my feed and I can't find them. I'm not sure. Um, but, and it's so noisy in there. It's just really not <laughs> my style. Yeah. Um, yeah. Facebook I like. Um, I hooked up with several writing groups and several indie yeah. authors and have sort of created a bit of a posse group of friends, which it, it's nice to know mm -hmm. you're not alone in the journey. Yeah, the Facebook um, groups and my are blog, great, huh? What? So, sorry? And my blog, uh, yeah. which has <laughs> has been my albatross for years. I What's your blog's name? There. Uh, it's, well, it's called Writer Chick, and that's the URL, but uh, I just have a Anita Rogers mystery writer now. Okay. Okay. Um, it started out as writer chick talk. It was a big <laughs> joke. Yeah. And then I kind of experienced some success, but it's kind of gone up and down. You know, it's gone through a lot of iterations. Mm -hmm. I wanted to originally start it as you know as a writer, but people weren't responding to that, so I started just doing jokey things and opinionated things and different stuff. So it's it's kind of eclectic, but now I'm trying to focus mostly on books and writing and, you know, things relative to that and reading. And, but I have really been neglecting it because I've been hmm. working on this trilogy for the last two years, which is either going to make me rich, famous, and happy or drive me insane. I really <laughs> don't know. So this trilogy ties into your coffee and crime book? No, this oh. is a different. Uh, this is a different series. It's a different character. It's um, the coffee and crime books are very funny, and that's mm -hmm. intentional. I worked for years, uh, years and years and years in the restaurant industry. So the coffee and crime books are, you know, about the food industry and mm -hmm. waitressing and food and cooking. And all these things that I know from personal experience. And there's a lot of humor. 
and intentionally so. I wrote this book to make people happy, to make them laugh, to, cool. you know, enjoy a little mystery while they were getting some good yucks and maybe brighten their day a little. Okay, so but that leads me to two technical book. questions. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. So, Go ahead. Go ahead. But the trilogy is yeah. now, it's serious. It's a little scary because oh. it's my first real police procedural, and I'm nervous about that. What is it? Um, a police prettier. cathedral? Police procedural. Oh, in other okay. words, it's <laughs> okay. not like an amateur sleuth or somebody stumbling yeah. on a crime and then solving it, which is the basic formula for cozy. So um, how do you is, now you're you're going because comedy and, and being funny is very, very hard. So how do you go now me. to this serious? <laughs> no? Okay, so how how no. do you be funny in a book without being um what do you call it, too colloquial? Um because well, you know, maybe I should send you one of my books and then you could read it and then would tell you. My I don't I'm my humor is not slapstick. Yeah. But the characters are just sort of naturally funny. Okay. They're a little acerbic and a little sarcastic. Um, but yeah, they're funny. And, uh, but it's never clownish. I never go for the, I try anyway, never mm -hmm. to go for the sort of obvious clownish mm -hmm. dumb thing. Okay. Um, it's just sort of, it, maybe it's more just the attitude of the characters themselves. It's how they view life. You know, they view life with a, with a touch of sarcasm and, uh, you know, a little tongue in cheek. Well, I'm going to um, pick up your coffee but, and crime book right now. It's only two okay. ninety nine, and that's less than oh, a Starbucks thanks. coffee. So I'm going to I'm going to buy that from you. You're not you're not allowed to give it to me. I'm going to buy that from oh, you. Oh, thank you. That's so sweet of you. <laughs> uh, you know, trilogy, I can't. What? <laughs> I I'm sorry. I was going to jump in about the trilogy. Yeah, no, but that, that's what I wanted to say. So, because you're moving from the, the funny book now, so why are you getting serious, or how are you getting serious in this trilogy? What's it about? The trilogy is about, it basically is about the pursuit of a serial killer. Mm -hmm. And uh, the main character, Lottie Stark, is a small-town police chief in a fictional town in Central California who starts finding dead girls dropped on the highway in her town. And the hook is that the M.O. matches almost exactly to the M.O. of a serial killer that she caught and killed while an FBI agent three years earlier. Hmm. So basically, here's the question. How can a dead serial killer be killing girls again? Hmm. Hmm. So, well, don't give it away. And that's the inciting incident, and that's the hook. Uh, yeah. It is serialized fiction, which a lot of readers get a little touchy about, hmm. meaning that the serial killer is not, you know, the, the resolution is not until the third book. However, within each book, there is another crime that is committed and solved and resolved. Hmm. So, yeah, so you're really hitting the story compromise. grid, huh? Yeah. So yeah, if we do, if we're going to go story grid, then book one is Act One, book okay. two is Act Two, and book three is Act Three in terms of the pursuit of the serial killer. However, okay. within each book, there isn't uh, Act One, Two, and Three for the other crime that is mm -hmm. being pursued, and of course, distracting them from solving the serial killer. I try to. Uh, there is humor in it. It's not, you know morose mm -hmm. and you know, it's not a funeral fest or anything mm -hmm. um <laughs> but it's, it's you know it's not light and it's not light and cheerful the way the scotty fitzgerald books are it's not a cozy it's you know deals with some grisly crimes you know mm -hmm. women being murdered and not mm. in a nice way and um a, a sick puppy who's doing it. So, <laughs> Sounds then, like California. You know, <laughs> yeah. So, and she's kind of, she's a transplanted Texan mm -hmm. uh, in California. So, you know, she wears her hat and her boots and talks like a Texan. And <laughs> so is there a name? She's a little for bit this? of a fish out of water. Her name mm -hmm. is Lottie Stark. No, I mean the, the, the trilogy. 
Oh, the trilogy, uh, I'm calling it the Dead Dog Trilogy, and then the individual titles are, book one is uh, Let Dead Dogs Lie, mm-hmm. book two is Every Dog Has His Day, and book three is Dog in the Hunt. Hmm, cool. Yeah. yeah and do you have a cover yet? yet? Yes, I have covers for all of them. I, I think I sent you a graphic. Ah, yeah. Covers. That's right. You yeah. sent me some mails, huh? Yeah. So are you, uh, what are you calling, promoting them in any way, pre-sailing, whatever? I, I started doing, uh, the graphic I sent you is one of several that I started posting, just teasing that it's coming. And it is actually generating a little bit of buzz. There, there are people who are literally actually saying to me, I can't wait until this is published. I really want to read it. So cool. that's always encouraging. Yeah. I have so many mails from you. I mean, I'm trying to find them. but um, I know. We, it was so crazy trying to figure out how we were going to talk to each other. Oh, so how gosh. are you generating the buzz? These are people on your list already, or you're sending your cover on Facebook, or what are you doing? Yeah, mostly on Facebook, a little bit on Twitter. I do have an email uh, campaign strategize that I'm going to start shortly. Um, mm-hmm. and then we'll see. Okay. We'll see what happens. I am, uh, I have a little bit of free content for my subscribers. I actually, <laughs> I probably should be embarrassed to admit this. I actually, uh, decided to narrate the first chapter of the first book uh-huh. and record it. And cool. I will be sending that to my subscribers. Nice. Uh, if they want to hear it. And I even tried a Texas drawl, so oh, if nothing so. else, it might be comic <laughs> relief. So do you have um, any audio books out there besides this one? No, no, it's not an audio book. It's just a chapter, the first chapter sample, that's all. I just thought it would be a fun thing mm-hmm. uh, okay. for my subscribers yeah. to have and listen to if they wanted to. And mm-hmm. then it might create some interest. And or where not. can we see your cover, your book cover, on your blog? Uh, I have not done a review yet uh, Okay. on my blog. Uh, you can uh, go to my, certainly go to my uh, Facebook page, my author page on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm okay, I'll, I'll put your blog then in, in the links in this podcast episode, you know. Okay, yeah. Yeah. And um, yeah, awesome. Yeah. So, so this trilogy, when do you think it's going to be done? I have it slated for the for mid to late August. So very. Oh. Soon. Oh. Okay. Awesome. So yeah. I will. No, it's, uh, yeah. It's I'll check out that. Yeah. I'm and, hoping to have print and ebook versions ready, but you know how that goes. <laughs> Yeah. Um, but I also plan to, uh, I'm a little bit on the fence about this, but I probably will do separate volumes. So for those who don't want to buy all three books, they can mm-hmm. try the first book, which it, it'll be priced very inexpensively. Mm-hmm. So you can, they can sample it and see if they want to read the rest of the trilogy. But I okay. also think I'm going to do one that has all three novels in it as a box set. Yes, probably. I, I recommend that for sure. Yeah, so I'm going to try and have some options on that. As a matter of fact, that's one of the um, number one tips when Brian Meeks and his Amazon book is: if you have a box set, advertise that first because then you have a you know a bigger margin, you know, for your ads. So, um, right. Anyways, going off on a tangent as usual. Uh, <laughs> So um, I forgot, are you pre-selling this book? Is there a way for people to order it now already? No, I haven't got a pre-sale set up. I don't, I, I'm on the fence about that. I've read yeah. pro and cons on pre-selling. Yeah. I don't have the kind of fan base. I don't think that pre-selling mm-hmm. is going to really give the book a boost. So I probably will just do a nice, uh, well-rounded launch, I hope. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't yeah. really launch the other books. I really had no idea what I was doing, so I just kind of 
threw them out there and did a few emails and, you know, ran around yeah. Facebook yelling about it for a while. Um, <laughs> you ran around Facebook yelling about it, huh? <laughs> Could you read my book, please? please? Um, yeah. That sounds right. Yeah. That sounds about right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> a little sad, actually. But, okay. Know, gotta start somewhere, I guess. Yeah. Uh, so this one I'm trying to be a little more determined about, a little more, you know, professional about, mm-hmm. and, you know, kind of tell people about it. I'm doing doing little blurbs and the graphics for the trilogy so people get a bit of an idea of what the story is about. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, I have the covers of John, and those are, those are part of the graphics. Mm-hmm. And they look pretty good, I think. I like that you yeah. have the cover because a lot of authors, they write this book and they think of, of all of this stuff later, you know? So, no, I, I think you should start with the cover, at least in the early, very early phase so that you have something to talk about and something to create buzz about, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And also, I think to me, for me, uh, which again was different from the original, from the first series, having those covers there's something about it that anchors the story in your mind. I don't know why. Exactly. Yeah, definitely. definitely. But it kind of, maybe it makes it more real. Yes. I'm not sure. I think, but I think it that really helped me a yeah. lot. Yeah. yeah. I had a friend, yeah. I made a cover for him really quick. You know, he was just, um, he's still on the fence about writing the book. And once I made the cover, he was so motivated and, uh, well, he still hasn't written the book yet, but it really kicked him in the butt. So uh, I think the cover is just a yeah. great way to start. Yeah. I do too. I, yeah. I think it's, it also sets a tone for you and, yeah. I, you know, how the choices font, all that stuff. I also had to teach myself how to do cover design. So I did my own covers. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm yeah. lucky in my genre. It's pretty easy. It's kind of easy. It's mostly graphic, you know. I don't need any of these airbrush yeah. masterpieces and stuff. But, um, yeah, well, mine aren't airbrush masterpieces, but they turned out good. I, of course, yeah. had to do about 100 really ugly ones. First, <laughs> well, one of my tips is that you could go to that Facebook group, Pat Flynn's Kindle, first Kindle book. And there's thousands, well, thousands, hundreds at least, hundreds, probably thousands of people in there putting their covers in there, asking, you know, for advice, you know, kind of A-B testing their covers for free. And it's, it's become totally okay to do that in that Facebook group. So I recommend oh, I've that. Been, I've been A-B testing the covers for a year now. Oh, really? Because I was going to ask yeah. you, in your Coffee and Crime book, there's kind of this dark shadow around it. And I was going to ask you about mm-hmm. that because it kind of bugs me, you know, but that's just, you know, okay. um, I make my own covers and it just, it's just my personal opinion. It's like I would, okay, I would just turn up the contrast on that thing, you know, and every, other people say, oh, that's too gaudy. So I, I don't know. Is there a reason for that? Shadowy yeah, thing. Yeah, I did. It was intentional. Oh, okay. Okay. Even though it's a cozy, the kid, mm-hmm. you know, it's kind of I don't know. Maybe there should be a sub sub genre for cozy because, <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, a lot of cozies are very. Mm-hmm. I don't want to insult anybody, but they're <laughs> very very light. They're very not mm-hmm. cartoony, but you know, yeah. extremely light light. Yeah. And my stories aren't, uh-huh. even though there's a okay. lot of humor and stuff, I try to keep it real. Okay. And these characters all have real problems and they're huh. flawed. They're not, they're not like mm-hmm. Jessica uh, Fletcher, you know, right. having a, a crumpet with a friend and then saying, oh my, why is yeah. there a dead body in the garden? Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Because so I really I, like your I cover. I kind of wanted to give a little bit. Of, I, that was intentional. That darkness oh, yeah. was kind of okay. a little bit of a clue. Like, yes, they're cozy. Yes, they're fun. Yes, there's a lot of laughs in there. But there's it's just a, a little bit of darkness in there. Yeah. I, I so like that was it. Why? Because you hit okay. all of the bases. You've got it to where you know, you've got the title so big that you could recognize it right away when it's in a small thumbnail. And um, I like your use of color and everything. I, I really like your cover. Thank I you. was just wondering why. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, it's really nice. I would just like to see yeah. more of it. That's why that little shadow just kind of, but again, that's like I said, you hit all of the yeah. bases on your cover. It, I was just wondering about the shadow. That's all. So, uh, yeah. yeah, cool. 
Okay, so yeah. well, we I guess we that you answered my question. What's next for you? So Okay. So I got We talked about reviews. What's next? What is your advice for beginning authors? Um, I would say write and read, 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 and then write and read some more. <laughs> uh, I would also say craft, find someone who writes about the craft of writing that speaks to you. And that's going to be a different person for everybody. You know, yeah. I don't think there's one definitive person where it's like, this is the guy. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't think that's true in any other avenue of life. And I don't see it with how it would have to be in writing. But, uh, you know, writing a lot will make you better. It'll right. just make you better at writing. Reading yep. a lot will tell you, will show you what's what's good writing, what's bad writing, what's mm -hmm. marginal writing. You know, you need to expose yourself to all that stuff. Yeah. But then find, uh, you know, two, three, one, just anybody who writes about craft that really speaks mm -hmm. to you. It doesn't mm -hmm. have to be a book. It could be their blog, you know, like Janice mm -hmm. Hardy at Fiction University. She's mm -hmm. awesome, yeah. uh, for especially for newbie writers who are trying to get their feet wet and understand the basics. Um, mm -hmm. The posts are very clear and uh, informative, very helpful. And our Allen is awesome. She's wonderful. What I were those two blog. names? Uh, the first lady is uh, Janice Hardy, like the Hardy Boys. Okay, yeah. And her blog is called Fiction University. Uh, she also has some books out. Okay. Uh, and the other is Anne R. Like Rudy Tootie. Uh, <laughs> Allen, like George Allen. Okay. Uh, or, I'm sorry, George Allen. Who the heck is George Allen? Anyway, uh, and she's awesome. She writes cozies, but she also does give some very... Uh, Crackerjack advice on the writing industry, writing technique, a lot of things. She's and she's a lot of fun to read. Cool. And, do you emulate uh, any authors? Do I emulate any? I don't know. Mm -hmm. I, uh, you know, Hemingway was always a favorite of mine growing mm -hmm. up. I uh, my style is is not superfluous. It's not flowery. Uh, <laughs> Uh, it's somewhat pithy, I guess, uh, okay. in a word. It's pretty nice. direct. You know pretty much what's going on there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and uh, anyway, uh, into, in terms of advice for writers, that, that would be the thing, thing. I think just write a lot, read a lot, mm -hmm. uh, and find somebody whose advice you that speaks to you, that yeah, makes okay. sense to you. Definitely, you know? definitely. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. Okay. One last question. If you could Alrighty. meet any person from the past or present or future, who would it be? Uh, yeah. You know what? Did I make a note on that? Because I read that question. I was like, oh, my God. Who <laughs> <laughs> Let me see. Let me see. Let me look at my little yeah. cheat sheet here. <laughs> You know, I don't know. You know, I mean, the, the maybe Anne Rand. Anne Rand, yeah, yeah, yeah. She was because hardcore. Her, yeah, she was very hardcore and quite the eccentric character. And yeah. she wrote one of my all-time favorite books, Atlas Shrugged. Oh yeah. I would probably want to just sit down with her. You know, and you can mm -hmm. love Atlas Shrugged or hate it. Mm -hmm. Some people do. Mm -hmm. Um. But she spent but, seven years writing that book. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. I would love to sit down with that woman and just pick her brain about. You know, <laughs> yeah, I love her story seven too. Years. What did yeah. you go through? What yeah. you know? Yeah. I would love to just sort of know the war story of yeah. writing that book and what it, the sacrifices and what it yeah. took out of her. You know. 
Yeah, she has some more stories. Really fascinating. Yeah, she really does. Yeah, and she came originally, I think, from Russia. Yep. And experienced some very, very horrible times as a young woman. Yeah. Yeah, she's one of my favorite authors too. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I heard she was. Um, she's uh was or, well, yeah, she was a Russian Jew, and she was one of the last women to go to the academy in moscow or something there was or there was something about admitting women to the university and uh yeah. so yeah she's got a an incredible story and yeah, yeah i would love to pick really her brain does. too yeah you're right would yeah. you imagine having like you know high tea with that woman that would be amazing yeah yeah, and then she went later on on the talk shows with like Phil Donahue, and uh, he came with such pff, yeah, yeah, you know, novice questions, I, and she tore him apart. You know, <laughs> I know, and she, that is the other thing I liked about her. I mean, she was yeah. Yeah. she she's kind of like the Russian version of Catherine Hepburn. You know, yeah, I yeah. like women. Yeah. And and the thing is, who they are. Yeah, but you, you, she was like granite. You couldn't touch her. Her arguments were yeah. sound. Uh, valid yeah. and sound so that's why people hated her too and they still hate her i go to quora a I lot know. And, you know I it's know. crazy <laughs> that yeah. really always bowls me over you know one of yeah. my favorite writers hated her yeah so she's doing something right right <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah oh yeah. well that's uh yeah. yeah it's a that's another big philosophical topic there you know why do people Absolutely. hate ayn rand uh it's a big filter Maybe on life. They don't actually. have enough going on in their life. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. You got it. You got it. It's reflection of the reader, right? Possibly. Yeah. Well, I know. I, I know she wrote her characters. I mean, her, she has such wonderful character development. You either love or hate her characters, and it tells you about yeah. the reader. You know, it's it's pretty awesome. You you know. So. She, yeah, she and she nailed. Certain personalities, oh my god! Yeah, she just yeah. nailed them. I mean, yeah, like, yeah. That's but now, it. Nobody could touch her on that. Yeah, but if me and you are Ayn Rand fans, we are officially mm-hmm. selfish people in the eyes of the anti-Randians. You know. Well, you know, to <laughs> each his own. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, I, oh wow, you know, I could go on a uh, deep end with you uh, with I, Ayn I Rand. So you know. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You definitely could. I think we could right. probably have a few hours on that topic alone. Okay, yeah, so let's sum no, it up then. Uh, quite the book. All right. Yeah, let's sum it up with your book. Your new upcoming okay. trilogy is what and when? The Dead Dog Trilogy it's, uh, is slated for publication mid to late August. So on Amazon, it will probably go exclusive to Amazon the first three months, and then mm-hmm. I'll go wide. Okay. That's a topic in uh, itself, huh? Yeah. Have you had uh, success with going wide? I haven't tried it yet. I kind of, oh. again, okay. I'm talking about mistakes that I made. Um, right. I've been just a mealy little mouse and stuck to my little <laughs> Amazon world, but I'm ready to venture out into the world and see what else there is to find out. <laughs> That's great. So uh, it's the Dead Dog yeah. Trilogy coming out in August. That is it. August 2018. Yeah, baby. Well, it's been great talking to you, Anne. Thank you so much. Uh, I'm, we're going to have to do a follow-up, as usual, because, uh, yeah, we've got a lot to talk about. Yeah, I really enjoyed this talk. I was so nervous, but you just make people feel so oh. at ease. Oh, thank you. Well, there's no reason to be pleasure. nervous. Yeah. Well, Well, thank you, and you're welcome. Great. Okay, everybody. Well, everybody go out there and uh, go to Anne's blog and website, and um, in August, the Dead Dog Trilogy, right? Absolutely. Okay. Thanks again, Anne. Thank you. Okay. Talk to you soon. soon. Bye. All right. I'm going to hit the stop recording button. Okay, my friends, if you like that podcast, then remember to go to zbooks.co and go get all the materials to start your authoring career. We have a seven-day challenge every week, so there's no excuse to not finish your book. And remember, 
please go to iTunes and upload this podcast and Google Play. Okay, I look forward to seeing you at the top. <laughs>